must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic process. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. I have a dream. Welcome to Great Men Back Then. Here's your host, Lauren Scott. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. I'm Lauren Scott, and welcome to Great Men Back Then, the show where we talk about great people in American history. Today, I am joined by junior Logan Washburn. He is studying politics and journalism, and he wrote a story this week for the Collegian about John Wayne. And he tells the story about his life that not many people know about. So first of all, thank you so much for joining me today, Logan. Thanks for having me on the show. Tell me a little bit about Wayne and his childhood and kind of how his life started. Okay, so he was born in 1907 to a pharmacist family in Winterset, Iowa. Um, It's a small town and his father worked in a local drugstore. Times were tough um, and they didn't always have enough money to go around. So his parents fought. It caused a lot of stress in the family. Um, And that was something difficult for him. Um, Later on, he said that um, mom was just not a happy woman and that no matter what I did or what dad did, it was never enough. So this is something that really affected him far into his career. Um, But his grandfather was a Union Civil War veteran and bought attractive land out in California in the Mojave Valley, Mojave Desert Valley. Um, and so they essentially started a homestead there in 1914. The family moved there with their father who'd gone before, um, to help tend the land and start a new life there. Um, John Wayne said that his house was very rugged. Um, it wasn't something you would have expected from the 20th century. Um, no running water, no electricity, things of that sort. So, um, So it was a really fitting upbringing for who he would later become. I understand that John Wayne was actually not his given birth name. So can you tell me what his real name was and also why he decided to change it? His real name was Marion Michael Morrison, and his parents actually gave him that name when he was five years old. Um, He later got the nickname Duke when he was living in Glendale, California. Um, a Los Angeles suburb, and he had his dog Duke that would always follow him around. So that became his stage name, but then when he finally started acting, he went by the name John Wayne. So you said that they gave him the name Marion when he was five. Does that mean he did not have a name before that? Everything I can find says that he got his birth name when he was age five. So it seems that they wouldn't have given him a name before that. Tell me a little bit about Wayne's school, his transportation to school, all of that stuff. Well, um, before they moved to Glendale, while they were still on the homestead, he rode a horse to school. Um, But once they moved to Glendale, he went to Glendale Union High School. um, And there he was actually involved in a lot of classical things things that Hillsdale um, probably has some commonalities with. Um, He was president of the Latin Society on the debate team. Um, 
and he wrote sports news for the school paper. He was also on the football team. Um, this is when he had his dog Duke and local firefighters started calling, um, calling him Duke. And that's when he got that nickname, which has been a famous name for him through the years. I know that when Wayne was young, the financial struggle of his parents really affected him in the way that he viewed his parents. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. Um, I mean, this is just something that he's mentioned at certain points in his career. Um, I don't know the details about how it particularly affected him and the trajectory of his life, but I do know that it was just a struggle for him when it came to making those familial connections. So what did he do after high school and did he continue any of the involvements that he had in high school? Yeah, so he um, he continued playing football at the University of Southern California, um, where he went in 1925. Um, during summers, he actually worked for the Fox Film Corporation, and there he made some connections, and he finally started um, getting roles in minor Western films, and that's where he picked up the name John Wayne. Um, he made his first real appearance in 1939, much later in the movie Stagecoach. So when World War II broke out, I know that Wayne did not enlist. So tell me about, tell me about the reasons why he didn't enlist and the problems he faced because of that. So when World War II broke out, he, um, he was the only provider for his family. So he actually sought an exemption from the draft. Um, the army granted that, but then it later changed its mind when they needed more soldiers. Um, so at that point he actually had been sort of weighing that in his head. And even if he had decided to enlist, the film studios actually threatened legal action against Wayne. Um, and the film studios went to the military and convinced them that he would be more useful making movies for them. Um, so he actually made a lot of his war movies at this point, um, including the fighting CBs and back to Bataan. Um, so this is something though, that would haunt him for the rest of his life. Um, his, one of his wives, Pilar, um, said that he would become a quote unquote super patriot to try to atone for not serving in world war II. Um, that's something that really contributed to his patriotic American persona later on. Although Wayne did not enlist, I know that he did have some field experience. So why don't you tell me about that? He did. Um, One thing I forgot to mention before is that he actually tried to apply to the OSS, um, the precursor to the CIA. Um, He wasn't accepted, but his real field experience came when he was serving with the USO, um, essentially entertaining soldiers in the Pacific. Of course, there are lots of stories that revolve around celebrities like this, but um, Army Lieutenant Colonel Fred Stoft um, served with Wayne in the New Britain campaign. Um, Wayne was going along with that body of troops. Um, Stoft said that he was on a landing craft when he looked over and Wayne was there joining them. I'm going to read a quote here. I turned around and there alongside me was Duke. I said, what the devil are you doing here? And he said, I want to go and see what's going on. There was actual fighting, and he was part of that. So it sounds like Wayne actually tried to be involved in the war as much as he could. 
even if it was um, something that came as a result of him entertaining soldiers. You are listening to Great Men Back Then on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm your host, Lauren Scott. Today we are talking about John Wayne, but the part of his story that you probably don't know. Wayne was a very conservative man, politically speaking, and he embodied this not only in his personal life, but also in a lot of his films. So why don't you tell me about some of his films that embody this and also like some of the parts of his life that that show that he was politically conservative? Yeah, so um, the character that he played in all of his films was very conservative. Um, he would later on say that he was trying to act with principle and portray a true man. Um, and it fits a very conservative definition of that term. Um, I'm going to read a quote from Wayne here. Um, he said, I want to play a real man in all my films, and I define manhood simply. Men should be tough, fair, and courageous. Never petty, never looking for a fight, but never backing down from one either. Um, that really manifested itself in films such as The Green Berets, The Alamo, El Dorado, and Rio Bravo. Um, he really brought a new type of grit to the Western industry. Before, he said it had essentially been pitting white hats against black hats. The good guy could hit the the bad guy, knock him down, but um, but couldn't do anything beyond that. It was a very clean, kind of sanitized form of fighting. Um, but Wayne tried to make it more real. He said, um, I changed all that. I threw chairs and lamps. I fought hard and I fought dirty. I fought to win. So it wasn't just this conservative idea of manliness, um, but he actually saw how it had to play out practically. And sometimes... It um, played out in a messy, um, difficult kind of way. Did he always know that he was a conservative? He didn't know he was always a conservative. Um, he actually, he considered himself a liberal, and then he said one day he found that he was a quote-unquote right-wing conservative extremist. Um I didn't go into this much before, but there are many ways in which he actually carried this forward in the world of Hollywood and in politics. Um, he founded the Motion Picture Alliance for the Preservation of American Ideals in 1944 to, um, to essentially counter the communist and fascist groups that had been trying to make use of film. So he, he wanted the entertainment industry to be one that promoted patriotism. He didn't like seeing these groups that were trying to subvert America through these means. Um, he actually supported McCarthyism, and he played a House on american Activities Committee investigator in his 1952 movie, Big Jim McLean. Um, he essentially was a spokesman for the anti-communist movement. He criticized communist teaching in schools even. Um, one quote that I found when I was doing research for this article I wrote was that he said, you're being conned into Keynesian socialism. It isn't going to stop the selfishness of human behavior. It isn't going to stop the greed. So some of the terms he used there, such as Keynesian, show that he actually knows what he's talking about. He wasn't just um, a talking head who kind of loved America, just wanted to make a lot of noise. It sounds like he actually knew um, 
some of the underlying ideas here. So that's something really powerful and an unusual fact about him. Not many people know. Wasn't there somebody who wanted to assassinate Wayne at one point? There was. Um, so these are the, these stories are basically built upon rumors that came from a book called John Wayne, the Man Behind the Myth. Um, the sourcing behind this book is actually somewhat impressive, and I'm inclined to believe that some of these stories are true. Um, they do seem far-fetched, though. Um, so, allegedly, Soviet dictator Joseph Stalin was a film buff, and he saw John Wayne on screen, and then he learned about his anti-communist activities off-screen and wanted to kill Wayne. So, in 1951, he allegedly sent two KJB assassins after Wayne in Hollywood, Um, but the FBI intercepted the men, and um, some of these rumors even go so far as to claim that the FBI agents brought the KJB spies, assassins, to Wayne, who then staged a mock execution on the beach and convinced them to defect. Um, So... Allegedly, Soviet Premier Nikita Khrushchev apologized to Wayne in 1958 for the plots. Um, so those are a few of the rumors, but there was also allegedly another attempt on his life when he was visiting Vietnam. Um, some people say that there was a sniper, and while Wayne was um, visiting with people, the sniper took a shot at him. So there are lots of stories out there about what could have happened with Wayne Um, and I don't think it's too far-fetched to assume that some of them could be real considering his involvement in politics and anti-communism at the time. Tell me a little bit about what Wayne looked like at the end of his life and what he is remembered for. Wayne really left a legacy as an American patriot, um, as a frontiersman. Um, Everyone kind of remembers him for the role that he played in his westerns, but There's much more to the story, as we've just talked about. Um, He came from very humble beginnings. In a way, they resemble who he became later on. Um, But he he was someone who really did care about America. And he watched as these powerful groups were trying to subvert her principles. Um, So he did everything he could to atone for not serving in World War II by pushing back on some of these negative groups. Um, He was not perfect by any means. He had several wives. Um, and of course we talked about earlier, he didn't have the best family life, but he ultimately had good intentions and became an emblem of American manhood. So tell me why you wanted to write this article in the first place. I understand you grew up watching his movies. And so what originally attracted you to him and when did you start to find out that there was actually more to him than just a a really great actor. So I, I did grow up watching his movies. It was a common Saturday morning tradition in our house where we would sit down and kind of scroll through Amazon or Netflix to try to find um, an old John Wayne movie. And I really grew to love those. Um, he plays almost the same character in a lot of those movies. He, A fun fact is that in most of these movies, he goes by a character with the first name John. Um, So that really shows that he wanted to bring out his authentic personality, his authentic self. And he wanted to be consistent about that. 
he wasn't so much about acting as he was um, providing a model of how to be a strong man who stood up for what was right. Um, he was very intentional about that. He's also just inspirational. If you watch any of these movies, you'll see he has a kind of grit and humor. You know, he, he's hilarious. He pokes fun at people. Um, he isn't afraid to say what everyone's thinking. Um, and so he's the hero in these movies, not because he's just the good guy, but because he's tough. He's willing to do whatever it takes. Um, but ultimately, he is right in the end. Um, it's not always clean, though. And that's a new element of movies that he brought back. Um, but it taught me valuable lessons as a young boy, um, realizing that sometimes doing the right thing isn't always clean. It's not always easy. It can be difficult. Um, so when I found out that there was more to his personality, um, it was actually a very recent thing. Um, in our advanced writing class, we were assigned to write a story on who should serve as the next Liberty Walk statue. Um, I was having a hard time coming up with ideas. So I thought, hey, John Wayne is a cool guy. I'm going to look into him. Um, he had an airport named after him at one point in California. So um, he seemed like a very fitting figure to start exploring. And that's when I found that there was so much more beyond just the character that you see in movies. Um, John Wayne is a role model in some ways, some ways not. Um, but the character that he played and the character that he created from himself is one that's very valuable um, for American men to look toward. You are listening to Great Men Back Then on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm your host, Lauren Scott. Today we are talking about John Wayne, but the part of his story that you probably don't know. Not many people would think that Hillsdale College and John Wayne go hand in hand, but what are some similarities you see between the values? Yeah, um... So there aren't many similarities. You're right. Um, he was, he was from California. He was an actor and he played a cowboy in these movies. So what would that have in common with a college in South Central Michigan? Um, but there are lots of similarities in his principles. Um, he talked about Keynesian socialism. Um, that's something that our economics department has very much been fighting against um, with the free market approach. Um, he was also very active in opposing the communist infiltration um, and subversion efforts of the late 20th century. And that was also something that we study in a lot of our politics classes now. We realize um, that there were quite a few Soviet agents, and we needed people like Wayne to be in that position trying to push back. Um, he, was, he was valuable doing those things, and... Um, a lot of these big figures you wouldn't expect would have such an active role in the more political side, but he did because he saw he had a duty to do that. And so there are some similarities, especially when it comes to those foundational principles. All right, Logan. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me on the show. I really enjoyed it. You have been listening to Great Men Back Then. I'm Lauren Scott on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Come back next week as we talk about another great person in American history.